catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Recorded live. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. I'm Jason, here as always with Dale. And today we're going to be doing a special episode about The Blob, the the original and the 1988 remake. And, uh, yeah, man, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Just good, good. Doing the same old shit. <laughs> well, uh, have you seen anything good lately? Uh, you know, last night I actually finished up the fourth season of Boardwalk Empire. Um, oh, cool. Because, you know, I picked it up on Black Friday, and I've, I've been waiting on it. I I keep putting off starting these seasons because I know I'm just going to watch them, like binge watch them. Yeah. And so I watched it over a period of, like, four days. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that and, season. Uh, I did, too. I really did. I'm curious to uh, get it to the fifth season. I know that's the last one. Yeah, I'm I'm only a few a few episodes into the fifth season so far. I haven't really gotten a chance to get all the way through it yet. Have they? I guess they finished it by now, haven't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's finished. Okay. Well, let me make sure that I've seen the fourth season. I maybe two seasons back. Um. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's uh, which one was the one with uh, Rossetti in it? Was that three or four? Oh, that butthole. That was uh, yeah. That was three. The one that liked to be uh, the autoerotic asphyxiation deal. Oh yeah, that was that was three. Okay, so I'm I'm two two episodes or, or two seasons back then. So I've only okay. seen through season three so far. Yeah, uh, it, I mean the writing and everything is staying up there. I mean it's good, it's it's good stuff. I'd be interested to hear what you think about season four whenever you can get around to it. Uh, yeah, man, I I love uh, Chalky White. Oh yeah, yeah, he's uh, you'll you'll like season four of them. That that actor's really good. It seems like he's in a lot of stuff lately. Uh, Kenneth Michael Williams, something like that. Michael Kenneth Williams. I recognized him in the RoboCop remake. <laughs> um, trying to think of anything else I've watched, man. Every, uh, I don't Michael know if I've Kenneth watched Williams. anything new. Say what? Michael Kenneth Williams. Uh, he's okay. he's Omar from The Wire. Is primarily where I know him from. And that's another show you'd really like if you ever got into it. Mm. Yeah, I, I need to watch it. I know uh, I know that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, I just need to sit up in the library and watch it. 
they're in the process of remastering it for a, a 16 by 9 uh, presentation. Oh, okay. So you may want to just wait till that comes out. Hmm. But uh, yeah, really good show. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard some people say it's one of the best uh, dramas you know America's come out with. I I really agree with that, and you know I I'd heard that before before I watched it, and you know, I was kind of skeptical. But yeah, uh-huh. it's it's a great modern you know modern drama. Well, let's see. I uh, I watched Westworld for the first time last night. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's that great of a movie, but I did really enjoy it. I think it kind of the writing kind of hurts it a good bit, but but I did really enjoy it. Did Crichton write that one too? I'm not sure. I know he directed it, but yeah, it just it, it kind of felt like it was a really solid idea that they didn't quite flesh out well enough because it, it seems like the ending of the movie is like 45 minutes long, you know, and then nothing happens. It's like really anticlimactic, in my opinion. I think they're making that into a mini series or a series right now for HBO or Showtime or something. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You're right, because I was going to say, I looked it up on IMDb, and it there's a, I thought it was a new movie, like a remake being made, but I think you're right, it is a series. Maybe it'll work better like that. Oh, man, had it, I see Ed Harris is in it, Anthony Hopkins. Solid cast in there, dude. It's been so long since I've seen it. Jeffrey Wright. watch him. Shannon Woodward, Evan Rachel Wood, James Marsden. Solid, solid cast in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing them popping those names up for the uh, for the new show. So. Um, uh, shit, I'm on board with Ed Harris, man. I'll watch anything that guy does. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I got to say, that's the main reason I picked up that Western I talked about in the last talk. Yeah. Water. I still need to watch he's, that. He's good at it. But I can't really recommend it otherwise. Um, um, and back to Westworld, uh, Crichton did write that as well. What? Michael Crichton did write that. Oh, he did write it. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering. Um, but, uh, no, I really enjoyed the movie. I think the main, one of the main criticisms I'd have was I wish uh, James Brolin was in it a little bit more. I wish he didn't, you know, uh, you know, no spoilers here, but you know, I wish he was in the movie a little bit longer. I need to see more of his stuff from the seventies because I thought he was awesome in the car. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but um, let's see. I watched uh, Jurassic Park the other day with the kids for the first time. 
How'd they like you? Oh, man, they loved it. Aside from my fucking internet connection being dog shit, which I canceled my internet. I've got new internet getting installed Saturday. That was the last straw. But, uh, yeah, other than that, man, they they loved it. I want to get The Lost World, and, and we can hopefully watch that this weekend. I imagine they would enjoy that one, too. Nah, they'll probably yeah, enjoy the third one as well. They'll probably like them all because they're kids, but, you know, I think yeah. pretty much everybody <clears throat> pretty much everybody shits on the third one. Yeah. All right, please, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that, that, that latest trailer for Jurassic World. Oh, really? Um, the uh, the Super Bowl trailer. Yeah, I guess that that was what it was on. Um, uh, I I'm just not sure what I'm. I, I want to see it. I'm gonna go see it. I just don't really know what to expect with the uh, the new hybrid uh, dinosaur. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I mean, it just seems like they have to up the ante every time, like. Like, a dinosaur itself is not going to be scary enough. You know, you have to, like, oh, it's a fucking genetically modified, you know, it you know, it, it smells your dick, you know, and it can go find you and all this other shit. It's just, uh, it, 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 I mean, I guess they just have to keep topping themselves or something, but it, it seems like it's too much to me. A dinosaur that smells sweaty, floppy dicks. <laughs> And he just flies into a rage, but that's all he smells on the island with all those people. Um, What I think is interesting about it is, you know, they're showing bits and pieces of it, which is called called the Indominus Rex. Uh, Now, in the book, Jurassic Park, Crichton mentioned that the frog DNA in the dinosaur DNA kept them from being 100% dinosaur. Right. So some of them had attributes that they probably did not have right. know, when they were originally alive. So uh, I think it was the um, Ceratosaurus in one of the books. It may have, it may have been the Lost World book. Um, it could actually camouflage uh, like a chameleon. Right. So, So what they're doing with this is not really completely new. It is in the novels. Um, but the thing that's really odd is they're not showing the T-Rex. At all. They may just be holding it holding it back. Oh, they are. And I, I get a feeling. I have an idea of what they're holding it back for. I know it's going to be in it. But uh, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they do uh, with it. You know, that's my favorite. That's why I go see them. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about all the big trailers. There was a few in the Super Bowl. There was that one, which I, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm probably not going to watch any more trailers for the movie until it, you know, until it comes out. But uh, <laughs> I saw the original teaser for Jurassic Park, and uh, let's see, they put out the, a new trailer for Fast 
7, Fast and the Furious 7, whatever the hell the name of it is. Yeah. Is that it? 7 or 8? Whatever the newest one is. Where, you know, the one the, with Paul Walker. You know, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's coming out after he died. Yeah. That is directed by James Wan, you know, one of my favorite uh, horror film directors. So, you know, I hope it's... You know, I'm sure it'll be successful, but you know, I hope he can, uh, you know, gain some, you know, popularity off of this. Yeah, you know, I've been reading up on how they're, you know, integrating Walker into it, and uh, his family's been up for it. Apparently, one of his—he's got two brothers. One has been a body double for him in the movie, and the other one has been doing the voice. Because one looks like him, but doesn't sound like him. And the other one sounds like him, but doesn't look like him. Well, that's cool. So they've been on board trying to help out, you know, finishing it. But they're definitely playing up the fact that, you know, it's the final ride and, you know. Yeah. You know, the last film of Paul Walker and everything, which I don't blame them. You know, they're just trying to capitalize on it. They're not doing it, you know, tacky. You know, they're doing it. Yeah. I think they're doing it fine, you know. Because, I mean, like the guy or not, it was, you know, sad the way it went out. He's not much older than we are, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a kid. He had a little girl, too. That's, yeah. That's pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Freaky shit. Yeah. Uh, well, have you, have you seen anything else of consequence lately? Man, I'm trying to think of what I've... I've gone back and rewatched a few things. I know you had that, uh, that list last time we recorded that you couldn't get to on your phone. Yeah, I, I, uh, the only one I remember <laughs> off the top of my head... See, I can't get on it right now either, so... Yeah. Is, uh, I watched uh, This Is The End. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, you know, I watched that one and Neighbors back to back. Yeah. And I've like completely forgotten Neighbors, but I, I like this is the end. Yeah, I think uh, this is the end is good, really good for a solid thirty minutes, and it just kind of peters off. I think we did talk about this last time because I remember you talking about. Michael Sarah, shit. I don't. I don't think we talked about it on the on the recording, though, did we? I don't know. Fuck it. We uh, may have. But uh, but yeah, I saw they're making a neighbors too. So that's great. Are they? Yeah. I, uh, it, it was all right. I mean, I'm not disappointed. I saw it or anything, but I just I don't really care for Seth Rogen personally. I can't jump on the Seth Rogen bandwagon. Um, um, you haven't seen the interview yet, have you? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I was going to watch it because I thought it was free on YouTube, but it turns out that was only on like Christmas Day. It's on Netflix wow. now, but I don't really have any desire oh, to watch God. it anymore. My wife wants to see it. That's the only reason that, that I would watch it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what all the fuss was about, but 
Oh, dude, that movie would have been swept under the rug so fast if it wasn't for all that bullshit, which turns out, I don't know if you heard, but that was like a, a disgruntled uh, Sony employee yeah. that did all that, not North Korea. That's, uh, it's just funny to me how the media runs with stuff like that. Well, and you know I, they... But the media's not reporting on that because they're, uh, they're pieces of shit. Well, I think that was all intentional to try to get... I mean, it was basically free promotion for that movie. Oh, yeah. And everybody wanted to watch it after that. Oh, shit. Kim Kim Jong-un. You know? Yeah, I'm surprised Brian Williams didn't make up some bullshit about it, too. Speaking of that, shout-out to all our fans in North Korea. I want to give a shout-out to you guys. I hope they're... Uh... And making the North Koreans in the concentration camps listen to this shit. If we do, that would be their torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what Americans do all day sit on our ass and talk yeah, about movies. Talk, talk about movies. Uh, and eat. <laughs> you can hear them eat. They actually put in sounds of us eating, you know, yeah. throughout the whole thing. You know, they probably don't have to do that. Most they wouldn't have to put in sounds most of the time. Yeah. We're, and that's only eighty percent true of me. Okay, I only do that eighty percent of my day. Okay, I do sleep sometimes. Uh, yeah, sleeping, eating, and shitting all at the same time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that I've seen too since the last time we recorded. Um, other than the two movies we're going to talk about tonight. But um, let's see. Get into a little bit of news here. Um, got a lot of stuff on the the horror front um, that I wanted to talk about. We've got a uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard, but they're going to try to revamp uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, it's a TV show. Uh huh. Cool. What channel? So I'm not sure, but I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. You know, because yeah, it's not like it's cool. a remake of a movie. You know, it's a it's like a remake of a concept, so this is uh, an article from Fangoria that says it's confirmed, so it's pretty good news. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, uh, I don't know, we mentioned this in the last one. I guess we did X-Files. Yeah, we did, did briefly. Okay. But it's a go. It's a, yeah. it's a green light all around on X-Files. Yeah, I read an interview with David uh, Duchovny, uh, or Duchovny, we'll call him that. <laughs> like I used to call him. Oh, uh, that's, a, that's an old one there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just as a frame of reference for people, I think the first sure. time I read his name, it was uh, <laughs> a typo. <laughs> So I was running around calling him David Duckney for the longest time until Jason heard me and did a double take and laughed in my face. And then he corrected me finally. That doesn't sound like me. Dude, I, I just hate that shit. And I've been saying that for the longest time. I'm glad you finally told me. Uh, at least you got a good laugh out of it, though. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, anyway, I was uh, reading an interview with him, and he was saying that uh, it's probably not going to be more than a miniseries. I uh, think that's a good idea. I think that's a good a good decision. Yeah, if they could keep it closed up and not, I guess, have the issues that came up with the uh, original series, yeah, you know, occur again. Uh, well, he was like, "Yeah, when you know, we're we're all old now. You know, when I was young as we were." So, I don't think I've got it in me for a series again. I'm just thinking, you know, Gillian Anderson is just tearing ass through television right now. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's doing fine. I guess he's just got to, you know, watch porn 24-7. Well, I mean, so he gets to bang those, like, 19-year-old, you know, porn stars in that other show he does. So. Yeah. Cal- I'm sure he's what, probably Cal- a little bit more. Okay. California Californication, yeah. Probably a little more motivation in that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, he did that in one Red Shoe Diaries when we were younger. Yeah. Uh, that's all he Dude's does. Definitely He's a freak, man. He's a freak, I guarantee you. Oh, I know he is. I, I love him. I, I love him. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, because I remember, like, back when, I think X-Files was still on him and uh, Tia Leone. I don't know if they're still married or not, but. No, they like, he divorced him. Oh, really? Born. I remember them, I think, there being all kinds of allegations about their sex life then. This oh, was you know, 15 years ago. Dude, but it probably just had him watching porn. You know? Yeah, watching her watch porn while they're both looking at their beans. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I just... Sure. I think she got she had enough of it, I guess. You know Whatever happened just, to her, man, she disappeared off the face of the earth. Well she did Jurassic Park three and then yep. uh, David you know Duck Navy So that was uh he said that's it, you know. That was one of the problems on the set. He just kept coming up there every day with divorce papers. Just jizzing all over the place? Yeah, they were jizz all over the divorce papers. They were all crusty and shit. <laughs> they looked like they had been, like, stuck in floodwaters for a week. I don't know why they'd be uh, brown, but... But, uh... Oh, uh, but, uh... Yeah, Tales from the Dark Side. Um, apparently, uh, Joe, Joe Hill has scripted the pilot. So that's pretty cool. Cool. And uh yeah, there there's some big names in there. It's uh set to air during the 15-16 season, so uh oh shit, it's CW though. Oh, you familiar with the CW channel? Cuz I'm really not. It's Is that the old WB? I think so. Oh, okay, yeah. It shows like Dawson's Creek and shit like that, but I don't know, man. I they're not showing Dawson's Creek anymore, I don't think. But, uh, they're showing like, like reruns of Herman's Head or something? Yeah, and, and everybody hates Chris. I remember that was on all the time. It was. And the what was the uh, the PJs? The, the, yeah, the PJs. The PJs. 
But uh, I don't know. It, it seems like networks don't matter anymore because, like, you know, TLC shows some of the most like reality garbage of you know all all of television, and you know, nothing matters anymore. This is, it's like reality shows on Animal Planet now, you know. So it doesn't really matter. They all kind of suck. Well, I thought it was interesting finding out that there's a new precedent of uh, the Discovery Channel. Which oh, includes, really? I think, several channels, and he said there's not going to be any more bullshit. Like, uh, you know that crap with that dude who's supposed to be swallowed alive by that snake. He said he's which not going to have any more shit like that on there. I would have watched that to, just to see if it was possible. Yeah, but it was bullshit. I mean, the whole thing was bullshit. They, you know, they went on, did uh, Animal Planet, did the mermaid thing, and the thing about the megalodon. Which is all horseshit. Um, well, but I mean, I just wanted to see that snake poop that dude out. Like that's all I wanted to see. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. How would that work? Because snakes eat and and retain their food. They don't eat for like if a sand anaconda eats a human, it's not going to eat again for months or a year. Not like a year, yeah. So you got to wait that long. They just want to slip an iPhones and shit in there for him, just to keep him occupied for a year. And just put a bunch of X-Lax in there. Or he vomits him up. Just yeah. like Anaconda. He, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. And he winks for the camera. <laughs> God damn. I, I really hate that movie. We got to do a commentary for that on the show. Yeah, we we do. We do. I, I just, I cannot believe watching it. Just how how terrible it was, even at the time. Did I buy that, or did you buy that? You did. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you bought it, and it, it wasn't, like, subtitled. And then, yeah. And then Netflix put it on there. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Like, two hours after I bought it, it's on Netflix. Well, you should put it on eBay for sale for, like, $100. Just I'm going to... Somebody goes for it. <laughs> I'm going to sign it. Yes, yeah, sign it. Oh, what's the guy's name? Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, John Voight? John Voight, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, sign John Voight's name on it. I'm going to do like on Seinfeld, though, and I'm going to spell it J-O-H-N. Oh. Yeah, I'll do that. Did you ever see that episode? I don't think I did. George uh, bought a uh, Chrysler LeBaron because they told him that John Voight owned it before. And uh, it turns out that it was J-O-H-N Voight that owned it before, so not the real John Voight. Uh, that, that's the whole joke of the show. It, it was funnier, the actual episode, believe me. Funnier than the way I just told it. Oh, okay. Uh, how many seasons were there of Seinfeld? Not sure, man. I want to say like eight, maybe. Okay. I mean, maybe less than that. Let's see. 89 through 98, so... Eight or nine uh, seasons. 
It was 89. I didn't realize it had started. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Eighty nine. Almost got canceled a few times in the beginning too. But uh, see, we can move on to some more news here. We've got a couple of. uh, We've actually got three, three remakes coming at you. We've got a uh, a Martyrs remake. I don't know if you were able to see the original Martyrs film. It was a French French horror movie. No, I haven't seen it. It was uh, pretty popular in uh, horror you know, circles. Um, really good movie, but uh, this is uh, coming from the... Directed by the Go- Goats Brothers, and it's from the producers of Paranormal Activity, Insidious, and The Conjuring. Hmm. And we've got a trailer out now for the new Poltergeist remake, which is coming out this summer. I haven't watched that trailer yet because I don't don't have any desire to watch it. Yeah, I've only seen um, stills, pictures that they released of it. And we've um, got a new uh, n- new installment in the Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre series called Leatherface coming out. And I'm actually wasn't there one already called Leatherface? Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three was called Leatherface, but it's like they've started a new series of remakes because they did the first one and then the beginning and then uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. They took out Massacre out of the title. It was just Texas Chainsaw 3D, and this is just called Leatherface. This next one. Yeah, I remember. I I don't know why I remember this. I remember the trailer for the third one. They had like Leatherface next to like a river or a creek or something. And it's just like Excalibur, I guess, where the chainsaw flies out of the water. Yeah. Granted. God. That's the one with uh what Vigo Morgenstein in it. <laughs> Morgenstein? Yeah. Do you remember okay. that It's Always Sunny? Well, Mac dressed up like, he, he kept calling himself like Vigo Morganside. I don't know. Party. <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, so I, haven't, I don't think I've seen, I saw the the first remake with the Army Army in it. That's all I've seen. Yeah. You're not missing a whole lot. I mean, part three, um, or not part three, uh, the third installment, however you want to do it. I mean, they're they're all okay, in my opinion. I mean, they're all watchable. I mean, they're better than a lot of shit that comes out these days, but I wouldn't really say run out and watch them or anything. But but I am interested in seeing this Leatherface because it's uh, directed by the guys that did Inside, a, uh, a, another French horror movie that I like a lot. So... So they're bringing French directors over to do these? Yeah. For this one in particular. They've, uh, this is going to be like a, uh, this is the adolescent years of Leatherface now. So they're kind of flip-flopping on the time frame on these movies because they were, you know, 
they they started off in the first movie, you know, back when you know the where the first movie took place, you know, the remake. Then they went back before that. Then they went back way after that, like twenty years after that, or thirty years after that. Now they're going back to when Leatherface is just a boy. He's just a boy. Uh, they need a all talk like that. Have it be like Swing Blade over Leatherface. <laughs> I, I would watch the shit out of that. That's kind of how Swing Blade was. Swing Blade just needed to eat like French fried uh, face faces, and, yeah, instead face, of yeah. potatoes. <laughs> Can I get some? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters and and mustard. Oh, dude! <laughs> it's but, like that uh, plate of faces that Renaissance had. They kept trying to get on that oh, bathroom. Uh, <laughs> it's like pork faces or some shit. It's just like that. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess real quick we can touch on all the superhero movie news. Well. Uh, there's another remake, uh, actually, you know, The Blob. Oh, really? Yeah, I put it up on the uh, on the website. Okay. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I'm, I don't think there's many details about it, but they're talking about making a new one. Which, what is it, 2015? I, see, I don't know when they would release it. Uh, that's the thing. It just—I hate saying this, man—but in just three years, this one's going to be the '88 one's going to be 30 years old. Damn. So, um, or not, not three, four years. Yeah, three years. What the hell? Uh, uh, I see you now. This is a couple weeks no. ago you put this on here. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have high expectations, but then again, I haven't seen anything for it yet. So I guess 2018 would be the 30 year for that one. Yeah. Yeah, the 60th so, anniversary of the original. I mean, I guess we're well, we can expect a remake of everything in 30 years. So 30 years is like the cycle. I, you know, there's some, though, that I just don't get why they have it remade, like Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, yeah. last year was the 60th anniversary of that. I'm not saying I'm just hankering for a remake, but I'm just surprised that that hasn't been done. I mean, that's pretty popular. At least I, I guess, thought it was. I guess they just don't see a market for it. It's the only reason why. Well, they were actually making one. They were working on it in pre-production when the writer's strike hit several years back. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Breck Eisner was supposed to direct it. Oh, Jesus. No. Uh, uh, well, I mean, he did uh, The Crazies. So I was actually going to give it right. a little bit of leeway. I, I actually um, did like The Crazies remake. I know a lot of people will probably hate me for saying that. I did kind oh, of Oh, I liked it. I liked it better that, than the original. The remake. Yeah. Um, I love George Romero, but he's not the best director out there. 
Oh, even Dawn of the Dead, which is my favorite movie of his, has big issues for me. I'm not talking about the special effects either. I, but, I uh, think George Romero, his main strong suit is is editing. I think he's a really good editor. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, I, I love his movies, but, you know, they're not without fault. Yeah. You know, I think he's yeah. kind of put up on a pedestal nowadays. But, uh, no, I do love the guy. You know, I love his movies. I even love his bad movies. Like monkey shines. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But so yeah, we've so, got a blob remake coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, hold on to your butts. We'll see how well, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm wait. I'm really curious to see what what you know where they go with it. And on that note, I mean, there may still be another Alien movie coming with uh, with Sigourney Weaver. I guess if they throw it off money at her, they'll do it. I don't want to see that stupid bitch in the movies, man. She's the one who fucking ruined those movies in the first place. Her stupid ass having to be in it. Fuck her. I want to see the aliens. Fuck her. Put her in the ground. Well, I don't care. They don't need to make it centered around Ripley anymore. She had a good story. In one and two, even. Alien one and two, awesome. Awesome movies together. Beyond that, they're garbage. I mean, even though I do have some love for the fourth one, she's not part of it, in in my opinion. Well, I think they're just backing themselves into a corner. You know, it's like, let's say Predator. You know, if they had done Predator 2, I know some people hate Predator 2, I'm sure, but you know, let's say they had done Predator 2 and had to bring Arnold back. You know, why? They didn't have to. I love Predator 2. It's a different kind of uh, story with the same, you know, creature, you know? But, I, I mean, the, the monsters are the star, not not those actors, you know? Yeah. They're the stars of the show. Yeah. And you can put any actor... Yeah, they made Sigourney the monster in the fourth one. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jean Jean Pierre, as you know. So I, I do really like his directing style. I like a lot of stuff in that movie. Um, you know, Ron Perlman, uh, but I, I don't yeah. like the movie itself. But there are things to... about it that I really like. I need to. Uh, I, I need to watch it again. I just remember one of the riders stealing scenes like she stole those clothes from that shop. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> That's a burn. Yeah, yeah, it's such a burn. But uh, uh, fuck it, man. I, I don't know. But Neil Neil Blom Blomkamp is attached to this alien project, which according to some sources, may still happen, which if, if it happens, I'm all for him, him, you know, leading the way with that project because, you know, I, I love a lot of stuff that guy's done. Um, he's got a movie coming out called Chappie, which looks really interesting. Yeah, I want to check it out. It looks really cool. I mean, that's what we need, man. This son of a bitch has got new blood, new ideas, 
you know, everything's so fucking stale these days. We need to get him, you know, a lot of these younger guys in there doing this shit. Oh, man, yeah, even, you know, a lot of the directors that were, you know, big when we were kids, I've just lost their touch. Ridley Scott being, you know, a big offender of that. Uh, He has, Spielberg has, you know, I love these guys. I do, I love what they've done, but yeah, they're not what they were, you know. I mean, Carpenter, you know, I mean. Carpenter was, Carpenter me fell the, the furthest. You think so? Right. Oh, you wouldn't I say mean, like Romero? From, uh, I would say Romero is much worse than Carpenter now. Oh, shit. Well, I wasn't even thinking of him. Yeah, Romero is... He comes back from a hiatus of how long and then does Land of the Dead. Well, I, I mean, look what he's done since, though. Land of the Dead was one of the better ones of those. Yeah. Of that new trilogy. Yeah, survival and diary. And uh, I've tried to watch. I think it was survival. I've tried to sit through it three times. I cannot get through like the first ten, fifteen minutes of it. I know um, there's, there's one scene with the chick whacking off. That's about. I can I can watch that and I'll turn it off. Uh, <laughs> just put that on a loop for an hour and a half. I consider that the whole movie. Yeah. Um. Well, Romero fell far for me because of Ghosts of Mars. You mean Carpenter? Uh, yeah, yeah, Carpenter, yeah. Yeah, I agree, man, and that and Escape from L.A. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was, that yeah. was 97. Yeah. When did, he, when did he do Vampires? Uh, the 96... Oh, 98. 98. 98, okay. And then Ghost of Mars was, what, 2000? Or was it 99? 2001. Oh, 2001. I mean, I agree, man, but those are three big stinkers right there. But as much love as I've got for him, you know, I was always willing to give him another chance. And, you know, he came back with the ward. Now, a lot of people shit on the ward. I don't think the war is necessarily a bad movie. It is a very uh, generic movie that you feel like anybody could have directed, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. Mm. You probably haven't seen it, but no, I haven't. I haven't. I was wondering if I should try to check it out. Um, it's. I mean, it's nothing that you know you're going to be blown away by. I mean, it's kind of, you know, just kind of an interesting uh, twist movie. You know, it's got a twist at the end. But it's, you know, very, very by-the-numbers type type movie. Mm. And, you know, Carpenter didn't write it. Carpenter didn't uh, do the score. So it doesn't really feel like a Carpenter movie at all. Yeah, I saw that he, he um, I guess his latest project was releasing film scores or s- some music stuff that he had been doing. Yeah. It. I hope it's all like uh, his music for uh, Big Trouble, Little China. 
he just spends a weekend just on a cocaine binge singing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I love it. I love everything to do with that movie. I love everything about it. Oh, I do too. It's great. That's a movie, that's like a fucking time capsule movie, man, because there's no other time, you know, in history where you could have made a movie like that and it it, had been successful. Because it's so weird. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's even kind of weird for a, uh, a Carpenter movie, you know? Yeah. It's just all over the place, you know? It's so many different genres. Oh, man. Um, but Bam and Kurt Russell are an awesome team. I'd love to see him come back and try to do something else. One last hoorah, man. That's all we need. Write it, direct it, get on your fucking keyboard, do the score. You know, you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of money. Put a couple million dollars into it. You guys will make a fucking awesome movie, you know? Well, I mean, hell, it's how Carpenter started. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, just go back to him. This, I don't see anything wrong with this. Let's go back to that. I actually think it's better. Um, I know I've voiced my opinion on it. I think smaller budgets force a director to really really work at it and, and you know either they make a piece of shit but they tried or they make something awesome out of you know literally nothing and uh, I, I'm just thinking leads for a better project or product you know I agree and uh, you know it's the same same excuse people say with uh, CGI now you know directors have gotten sloppy because they can fix it in post, you know. Before, you know, they had to have all the effects in camera. Yeah. And it had to be fucking perfect, you know. And it, Oh, I know that's had an issue. I know that's had a big... Uh, damn it. There we go. Um, a big impact on the way people make movies now. Oh, yeah. It's a shame. The whole younger generation of, you know, of of directors doesn't know that, you know, doesn't know about that. You know, that, that level of perfection that you need, you know, the dedication and, you know, you got to set it up and it's got to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, like it just forces you to do a better job and not just sit there and wait for some some dude to fix it, like, like you said, in post. Yeah. Uh but I guess it may be a good segue into uh, superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you earlier. I just wanted to... No, no, no. I'll bring it back out there. No, that's... I mean, I don't know. A blob remake doesn't sound too bad. They could easily do that. And it'd be okay, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they could. I mean, it has it has uh, potential. Uh, but, uh, well, we've got Sony giving the rights of uh, Spider-Man to Marvel for the new, uh, I don't know, they got a new series of movies planned for Spider-Man. I uh, could really give two fucks about that now, but... Yeah, I don't. 
I know a lot of fans are happy about that. That's that's cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy for them, but you know, Spider Man never been my thing. I haven't even was, seen the last one. Was Spider Man in the Avengers? In the comics? Uh, yeah. See, I don't know. I think he would show up every now and then. I don't know that he was an actual member, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he would just swing in every now and then just to piss off the Hulk and then leave. Yeah. I don't know. Just watch them deal with it. But anyway, so look forward to, you know, three more of those and probably two years we'll get one, two more years we'll get another one, and, you know, six years we'll get the third one in the new trilogy. And it'll make fuck tons of money, and everybody will love it, and Jim's all over the place, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. I'll reboot um, it again in 10 years, if even that. Shit, less than 10 years, man. I mean, the ama- the first Amazing Spider-Man was just, what, like three or four years ago? Yeah, it wasn't long ago. And the um, second one was well, last year or the year before? It was, it was this past summer. Okay. But, uh... No, I haven't seen either one of the new ones. Not that I really am boycotting it or anything. I just really don't have a desire. I'd rather watch something else with my time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I think it was Netflix put the uh, Amazing Spider-Man on that. I checked it out. It was okay, I guess. I'd I'd forgotten most of it. But I haven't bothered to watch this this last one. I like Emma Stone, too, so I'm not really, uh, I don't have a problem with the cast. I don't really, I'm not familiar with Andrew Garfield, but um, according to him, he's not going to be in the, in these new series of movies. They're, they're going for a younger Spider-Man, so. Yeah, that's what I read. So that will be interesting. Yeah. I uh, guess he didn't sign him for a uh, for a, you know, a multi-picture contract. Either that or they just bought him out of his last one or so. I don't know. And we've got uh, the Deadpool. I think there's been news on Deadpool. They released a trailer already? Or mm-hmm. a teaser, maybe? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I did hear they were going ahead with it. I haven't seen it either. And what else? There was a bunch of superhero shit going on that I was going to talk about, but I, I'd forgotten one piece of it. Um, shoot, I don't remember it, but I'm sure everybody's jizzing them, their britches over it somewhere. Um, but, uh, let's see, one more thing I was going to mention here. Uh, oh, <laughs> speaking of jizzing your britches, Dale, uh, are, are, you, are you ready for the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey coming out this weekend? Oh, man. I've been priming myself for the last week. Save that shit up, man. Save it up. Dude, I'm going to make the ushers earn their money that night. Those panties going to be wetter than an Elvis concert up in there, man. Yeah, I'm going to wear panties up in there. Oh, hot beef? Oh, okay. Just uh, just in general, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just in general. <laughs> oh, oh, man. See, 
And that reminds me, you bringing that up to me. I remember, I guess it was a first or second year I was working as an usher uh, years back. Oh, wow. And I was, you know, I was cleaning the auditorium, and the lights, I turned the lights on, the a couple, an older couple were watching uh, the credits or something. I can't remember the movie, but the older gentleman just started talking to me. He was like, asking me how long I've been working. I was like, I, I guess a year or whatever. He told me he used to work in a, uh, like an adult theater. <laughs> wow. And, uh, he was like, yeah, you, uh, you, you know, as bad as it might get sometimes here, you got it good compared to that. I was just like, well, you know, with as much as people spill their coats and shit here, it almost feels like I'm in a porn theater sometimes. Do you remember? <laughs> our, uh, our shoes would stick to the floor all the time. Well, that that was the jizz doing that? <laughs> yeah, the jizz and the coke and the popcorn, all of that together. Just a cocktail. But, no, I mean, the coke. For us, it was a coke. For him, it was a jizz. <laughs> well, it's it's because those cokes were like seventy five ounces or some shit. Nobody ever drank them all. No, they didn't, and it was like yeah. they would all spill it. And this is before stadium seating, so it all poured down to the bottom into oh, a pond. Yeah. That shit ass pond of like old coke and, and popcorn that was slowly drained. There was one drain there for like you know, you know, fifty five gallons of coke per show. That's nasty. Yeah, it was really gross. I I, I hate the smell of Coke and popcorn. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when you get popcorn saturated with that, it's gross. What everybody loves about the movie, you hate it. Yeah. Coke yeah, and popcorn. Yeah, especially, I guess, living here, if we also had the addition of uh, dip. So you got people yeah. dipping, drinking Coke and shit. Dude. God, Jesus, dude. I, I I still remember when I got that in my hair one night. Dip? That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> what? You remember the dumpster? We uh, The dumpster you had to swing stuff over so the kids couldn't get in it. And this yeah. is the best part, man. I was like the only usher who went there that night. It was like a Sunday night. And it was pouring down rain. It was bad. And I was already pissed by having to go out there in the rain and do this shit. And I do it. I sling it up there, and the bag rips. And all the contents pour all over my face and head. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I had, like, you know, yeah, bits of dip in my hair. I had to go home. and You see it. It's just like in a movie, you know, with somebody with blood dripping into the shower. Uh, it was all deaf and crap uh, was coming all out of my hair. It was awful. So any motherfuckers who should go out there and dip it and leaving that shit for ushers could fuck themselves. <sighs> Especially with it being warm. Because it's piss warm when they leave it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I consider that, like, rude and completely disrespectful. And they get all, you know, if they, hey, they get mouth cancer for that, they earned it. They just think <laughs> about my nasty dip hair. And I may have uh, told this on the podcast before, but I remember, uh, I think it may have been one of the Star Trek movies, like maybe Star Trek First Contact. I was uh, sitting next to a guy that I went to high school with, you know, not not really a friend with him or anything, but, uh, you know, we yeah. had to be sitting next to each other. 
you know, we were kind of acquaintances. You know, we knew each other. But anyway, he busted out a big fat dip, and uh, he just spat it all <laughs> over the floor. I know mm. that was the, you know, this was probably a year or two before I worked there. So I, it didn't really have the consequence it would now, knowing how much of a bitch that would be to clean up. But I'm just like, man, why is he just spitting it on the floor? But, uh, yeah, it was like a huge puddle of fucking, like, well, I don't know what you call it, uh, dip bile on the ground below him. Mm. Oh, man, that, that sounds delicious. And I actually dipped for quite a while, so, you know, not at this time, but I did for quite a while, so, I, you know, I can imagine how nasty it is. And believe me, I never did anything nasty like that. You do it in a proper bottle, and you put a cap on it. That's how you handle your shit. <laughs> but they all ask for those, uh, you know, the pre-complimentary little cups. Right, right. And, and dipped in that, and that was a problem. Because even picking it up, the cup would, you know, the cup was like a wax paper cup. Right. And with the heat of, you know, you know, a piece of shit saliva in there. Right. It was, it was awful. I mean, it was like somebody... Me, and, and with the cup holders being the way they were, I had to dig my fingers around oh, that cup where that fucker's lips had been oh, to pull it out. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh. Yeah, it's, one thing if they, it's one thing if they take it out and throw it in the trash themselves, which that would be the proper thing to do, but to leave it in there and make somebody else clean up your cup, that's nasty. Yeah, I would sure. never do that. that that's, that's disrespectful. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, that scarred me for life, though. No uh, doubt. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, I can't help but think of when Andy Dufresne gets out of the out of the sewer, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting yeah. in the pouring rain, and he's got shit all over him. And I'm just, like, standing there. I knew it was on me, too, because, you know, I cleaned up all the forehands. I knew that's exactly what was on me. And uh, I'm just standing there in that, that rain type town. <laughs> it was just a perfect storm, literally, of just shit. Yeah, it's stuff to piss you off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it like a checklist. Somebody was sitting there with a checklist, you know. Let's, let's get some warm dip cups. Make some strength up the rain outside. Uh, uh, oh, man. Good times. <laughs> but uh, one one last bit of news I wanted to mention here, and we'll move on. Uh, have you heard of a director by the name of Jim Jim Van Beber? No. You haven't. No. <laughs> He's uh, he did the Manson Family remake or uh, the Manson Family movie. Not a remake, but it, it took it a long time to finally get, get finished and come out. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, oh, oh, shit, I can't think of any of his other movies, but kind of like a culty type director. Anyway, yeah. the dude's a like, notorious alcoholic and asshole. And uh, Severin Films, the uh, distributor Severin Films is the one who helped him basically get the Manson family ready to go and, you know... Uh, you know, helped him get it, and they were able to put it out and put out a decent copy of it. And they uh, they put the Blu-ray out a few years ago, and apparently uh, Van Beber has gone on a tirade about Severn Films. So 
they're uh, destroying all their remaining stock, and uh, they're destroying everything they have on uh, this film. So they're, like, destroying everything. They're destroying the fucking original 35 films, the negatives, everything. Wait, what, what did he do to piss them off? He, uh... Let's see... I can't find exactly what he did, but apparently he's he's pissed them off in some way or another, and they're uh, they're 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 getting rid of everything, man. So it's a uh... sorry, I had somebody else calling in there. Um, like I tried to go buy a copy on Amazon right after because I knew the prices were going to skyrocket. And uh, it was you couldn't even buy it from from Amazon. Like right when I read this, this was maybe a week or so ago that I read this. Oh wow! But uh, yeah. So there's that. I was just wondering if you were familiar with any of that. No, that's that's an interesting uh, story though. I looked uh, that up. He uh, he left a bunch of voicemails for the uh, the president of uh, of uh, Blue Underground, uh, Don May Jr. I believe his name. No, that's not him. Who's Don May Jr.? Oh, Synapse is uh, Don May Jr. Uh, but he he left him a bunch of like drunken voicemails, and they're all up online. They recorded all of them. So you Damn. can go listen to those. You can just do a quick uh, Google search and check that out. And he must have really, really pissed him off. Really funny stuff. So the guy's notorious for being an asshole. Um, so, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. Because I've, I've heard of, from, from other people that they've had run-ins with this guy, and he's kind of an asshole. Like, There's another podcast that I'm a big fan of called Profondo Cinema. And uh, they did a special episode about this guy. And, uh, you know, we're basically talking positive about all his movies, and then he, he goes on a tirade about them on his Facebook page. You know, and they're, you know, they don't have anything to gain out of this deal. Yeah. And uh, it just totally, like, you know, shits all over them, and, you know, I forgot. He did a bunch of crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, it's he's, you know, widely known for being an unpredictable, you know, asshole, so... <clears throat> Anyway, that's that's interesting, dude. I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, look into that. He's yeah, only done that one movie. Movie. No, he's he's actually done quite a bit. Um, let me go look at his catalog just so I can uh, tell you some of the other stuff. So there's actually a few of his films that I enjoy. I've got an autograph over here from him from uh, Dead Beat at Dawn. I don't think I've even heard of that one. It's, uh, I mean, read you everything that he's done. He did, uh, My Sweet Satan, uh, Deadbeat at Dawn, The Manson Family, which The Manson Family didn't officially come out until 2003. I think it was in production for, like, 15 years while he was trying to get the financing together to finish it. Huh. And I've heard stories that he, uh, 
you know, had kept the the thirty five reels like in his fridge for like five years. You know, just trying to keep them so they uh, didn't, you know, deteriorate or anything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, not uh, not really a whole lot you would you would uh, recognize other than that. Uh, did some shorts, did some music videos, and then uh, Deadbeat at Dawn and I mean, that's a Family are his main movies. Hmm. And he did a documentary called Doper, which I think that may be on the Deadbeat at Dawn disc, which I've I've seen before. I mean, it's interesting shit. I mean, it's not terrible stuff that he did. It's not bad or anything, but uh, it's it's definitely uh, you know stuff that the general populace is not going to go for. Hmm. Anyway, I guess we can go ahead and get off of that. Get on to our main topic. Uh, we're doing the Blob, 1958 versus the remake in 1988. It's going to be our main topic of discussion tonight. And uh, go ahead and let you get us started on the on the 58 if you want to, Dale. All right, yeah. Um, I guess this is a second uh, pairing we're doing here after War of the Worlds. But, uh, yeah, the original was uh, a whole budget affair, uh, and uh, which which is odd that it's in uh, color, uh, being being low budget the way it was. Yeah. Um, it looks good, though. I mean, it, it looks good for his age, the quality of the film and everything. Um, and yes, he's a queen. And this is uh, this is before he became really Steve the Queen. He was still built as Steven. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, I, I, I really enjoy the movie. You know, it's something, of course, that I was familiar with as a kid, and especially uh, with that theme song. You know, Bert Bacharach. Oh man, I um, love it. And, yeah, it's it's uh, the movie is very much of its time. You know, it it really is like a small town microcosm of 1958. You know, an ultra conservative, you know, clean, yeah. neat, nice uh, late 50s uh, America, rural America, and uh, I like that. I love just seeing the scene where they have the uh, the market, you know, the grocery store. That's just uh, kind of neat because you know that that's not a set; that's a real grocery store. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of neat to see how that was at the time. Uh, prices and everything, but uh, I enjoy it. I like the way they did they made the bob itself. Uh, I like how when you first see it in the meteorite, it's kind of a Clear, yeah, color, and it only turns pink after it's, you know, started eating uh, flesh. Well, even right when it's on his that that guy's hand, isn't it still kind of clear colored at first? Yeah, when they're yeah, when they're taking it, it to the doctor. Yeah, it's not until it consumes him that it's it turns into that cubal pink thing. <laughs> It's just such an interesting idea for a monster, you know. It doesn't look threatening at all. 
And yet it's like one of the worst monsters in cinema, at least to me, just with the yeah. way it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love it. I, I absolutely love the movie. It's just a good little thing to pop out. I, I've got uh, the Criterion uh, DVD of it. And uh, it looks great. I mean, I know it's on Blu-ray now, but I don't. I don't have any reason to upgrade it to Blu-ray. <clears throat> Dude, I watched um, the Blu-ray. It looks fucking amazing. Like it looks really good. That's that's what I'm saying. Even the DVD looks great. I've converted it in my Blu-ray player. Oh really? Um, it's just the crisp print that they have. I guess and the color. The color isn't like a real color. It's it's you can tell it's like a certain garish color tone process in there. All the the blues and everything pop a lot more. And of course that just helps set it in the fifties for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, got that it's got that old uh you know, fifties feeling to it. As it should. Yeah. Yeah, it it, I mean it's not I don't know. I don't know. The setting to me is is part of the success of it. Yeah. Um, well, it's like cause it's, like anywhere USA, isn't it? Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a small town, and got that one doctor there for the whole town. Um. And uh, yeah, they're all having to go up against the Red Menace. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's cliched. Yeah, I mean, you have. One good guy cop and one bad guy cop who just hates all the kids. <laughs> who, who, oddly enough, every single kid in there is older than you and I are right now. Oh, I know it. Oh, I love that shit because they're like four year old teenager. Here they're all like midnight midlife crisis. You know, <laughs> none of them even get acne anymore. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, that's that's what I'm saying. It just plays out to those cliches. It's I don't think it brings anything really new, but it's uh, it's it does everything well, you know. Yeah. And uh, did you get a chance to watch the uh, the uh, the special features on it? I didn't, man. I I was going to, but I went ahead and sent it back before I had a chance. I I was going to watch them, but totally forgot. It's it's pretty interesting because it goes into. Uh, it shows stills and and you know behind the scenes stuff of it, and they uh-huh. uh, they talk about the making of the movie. You know, and it's it's pretty interesting. It's a neat, it's not long at all, but it's it's a neat little page just to give you an idea of uh, you know just these. It's, like I said, it wasn't all that many people who did it. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the man. I think the producer of it, uh, Jack. Yeah, well, I can't remember his name. He did that, and he did Dinosaurs later, like around 1960. Dinosaurs okay. was not very good. That came on a lot when we were kids. Yeah, um, I remember that, that Jack, name. Jack Harris, that's his name. Okay. I'm in the process of looking um, it up. Yeah, Jack Harris, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think the movie holds up, you know, if you're not, you know, closed-minded and just like stuff, you know, just like stuff from now. Uh, yeah. So you can enjoy it, you know. It's it's a good, it, it's something I can definitely recommend for 
for 50s era science fiction. It's a little slow, yeah, but what was it at the time? Yeah, um, I mean, just right off, I'm going to say I enjoyed this a lot more than War of the Worlds. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like the the production quality may have been just a shade higher, but and I could be totally wrong on that, but uh, probably am. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's probably the acting too. You know, Steve McQueen did a great job. I think as the lead. Yeah, he was and good. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the uh, lead female? I'm trying to find her name. Is that uh, Annetta Cors- Corsak? I cannot remember who she is. I want to. Was it Jane? Jane Martin was her name in the movie. Jane, it might be. Yeah, I, I think just, that's who it was. Jeez, I just the one problem I have with that movie is her little brother. <laughs> her little brother is so obnoxious. Um, Henry, and he's like. Yeah, he's like, what is he, eight years old? And he's still dressing up and like, <laughs> what the hell was that? He's in like, shit, Long John's for kids or something? Yeah. What yeah. rich shit, you know, he's, it, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, his mom wasn't still breastfeeding him. But the way he was, you know, was in there, he was just really annoying. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tend to give kids a lot of leeway in movies. Because uh, they're not professional actors, that's fine. That, I don't hold that against them at all. But he was like, I, I guess it was his voice or something, his whining. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop because I would seem like an asshole if I keep right on this little kid. But, uh, that was my only issue. But, I mean, it's nothing that ruined it by any means. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's I mean, I think watching these two together is a great pairing because, I mean, it's it's really like the uh, the James Cameron version, you know, the the remake is really you know ramped up and turned up to eleven, you know. Yeah, it is. But you know, still sticking to the original film, it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, thought it thought it played really well and. Uh, Oh, and this was actually an alien, right? From a from an asteroid, or from a meteorite? One. The oh, the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't have any of that other subplot that was in the uh, the remake. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's you know relatively simple film, uh, you know short short runtime. I did think it did kind of kind of hang up a little bit in the middle. I think it drove just a tad, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. It, it did. Uh, um, yeah, that's me and my my shitty uh, my shitty attention span, probably. Oh man, I, I actually agree with you, and I think even though it does do that a little bit, I think the reason you you like it better than War of the Worlds is because War of the Worlds actually drags a little more than that at parts, especially towards the beginning. Um, it's it's kind of shitty because War of the Worlds had so much uh, subject matter to to draw on for that script, you know, and 
you know, the, this essentially was written, you know, as a screenplay. You know, yeah. This film, so which is, you know, it's more disappointing when you think about War of the Worlds. You know how how great the original book was. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be one of the issues I have with the War of the Worlds. Yeah, it just—it's almost like they simplified it too much, at least to me. Because you know yeah. the original book has some great sets, you know, set pieces, you know, events that yeah. occur in it that are iconic uh, that they just took out of the out of that movie. And that's probably part of it. Like you said, you know, they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah, I think uh, the Bob works well. It's just, uh, you know, a basic, you know, it, it knew what it was. It didn't try to extend itself beyond what it was. You know, even though it had a space monster, it used something that you could just get and make, you know. And it works surprisingly well, dude. You uh-huh. know, for, for being just, for being literally just a blob of whatever, like jelly or something. There's certain scenes where it's like animated and moving, well, they're real. You know, they they have a a real quality to them. Oh yeah, it looks great. Um, and then you have that iconic scene in the movie theater. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, the the '88 remake is surprisingly good. Um, because I think it's like you say, they didn't try to do exactly like they did in the 50s. They did kind of their own thing in a way. Um, yeah. They changed the origin of it a little bit, but it didn't hurt it at all. No, I think that actually may have helped it a little bit. I think it may have, it may have given it a little bit more meat to chew on, you know, story-wise. But, you know, you know, it does complicate things a little bit, but you know the 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 fifty eight is just a very simple monster story. You know. Yeah, and, and, and again, it being from the fifties, that it works like that. Oh yeah, it works, uh, it works, works great. Yeah. Like uh, the the eighties one being <clears throat> being updated the way it was worked better in the eighties because if you had flipped it, it wouldn't have worked. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. But, Man, I'd forgotten how much I love the, the 88 remake. It's been at least five years since I've seen it. Um, and, man, I love that movie. Oh, I do too, man. Uh, I watch it probably once a year, once or twice a year or so. It's just a fun 80s movie. Uh, and uh, you've got that freaking Kevin Dillon in it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Shawnee Smith, who uh, I love yeah. seeing her. I, I really, uh, yeah. really like her. Yeah, Shawnee Smith, man. I was when I watched it, I was like, surely she's got to be older than what she's playing. And no, she was about seventeen or eighteen in that movie. So yeah, she was young, and mm-hmm. that's funny, you know, because you look and see her in uh, Becker, she doesn't look much older. Yeah, I know. She still looks good. She looks yeah, good she in uh, the Saw. Saw, you know, she was in a few of those sequels. Yeah. I mean, she was in the original too, but um, 
she was actually at uh, Texas Frightmare 2011, I think. And I was yeah. I was planning on going at one point, and I got a uh, I got a blob one sheet that I wanted to get her to sign because um, they had a saw reunion there, and uh, I didn't get around to going. So, but I still love the movie, and I'll probably put the I want to you know display that poster at some point. Oh man, I love that poster too. It's just a simple good poster. So one with, yeah. with the guy being pressed up against, uh, looks like he's pressed up against glass with a blob all over him. Is that it? Um, uh, the pink I one. I know that's like the video. That may be the video poster. So, is it the one with the dude being dissolved? I think it may be that one. I'm trying to okay. see if I can pull one up to tell you which one it is. Um. It's uh yeah it's the it's the one it's got the it's basically an outline of a of a yeah the face is being pressed up against it. There's like yeah. maybe a woman a woman's face. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one I have. That's that's a good poster. I like that one a lot. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think yeah, I think that other one yeah. was for the video. The other one that you're talking about. Okay. Um. Now I'm surprised to see that Frank Darabont co-wrote it. Yeah. Frank Darabont, man. Dude's, dude's a hell of a writer. He is. And it's interesting seeing uh, a guy who played uh, Dale and Walking Dead in there. Yeah. Um, Him and Darabont have a uh, some sort of relationship together. Yeah, uh, I guess they must be good friends because he's in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey DeMond. Um, but uh, you calling him Dale, uh, like Dale from Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Jeffrey DeMond. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him in quite a bit of stuff. Um, well, have you talked about uh, Kevin Dillon's sweet, sweet mullet yet? Oh, dude, that mullet. <laughs> uh, it's, in the end of it, should have had the blob going up against his mullet. I think they should have sent uh, Kevin Dillon over to talk to Gorbachev, and we really could have got a lot accomplished, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because that, that, that would have been like staring at that. That that mullet could could really save lives, I think. I can and see Gorbachev staring at his mullet, and Kevin Dillon won't stop staring at Gorbachev's birthmark. He's like <laughs> gazing at each other's heads. And then then comes the heavy petting. Yeah, yeah, and then the spooning. Um. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I think the main star of this film is the special effects. Oh, man, they're great. They're really man, good. They are so awesome. Um, I love those practical effects. They they took basically what they were doing with the original and just, like you said, amped it up to 11. It made it gruesome as hell. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's so much more animated you know, than it was in the original. Yeah. 
definitely moves faster. It does, and it's it's more terrifying. Uh, it seems to have more of an intelligence. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, I remember the first time I saw it, uh, and I was just blown away by how good the special effects looked. Oh, man. When I rewatched it, it was like every fucking scene, like... When you're halfway through that movie, like there's a great special effects every like thirty seconds. It's it's amazing. Like people just getting eaten left and right, and you know their heads exploding and getting sucked down uh, drain pipes and all oh, kinds dude. of crazy shit, man. Yeah, and and every time they used those special effects, it was it wasn't just frivolous. You know, it was really cool yeah. how they did it. Like like you said, the drain pipe thing, the the phone booth scene was really phone booth, yeah. really well done. You know. Uh, that scene was excellent, I thought. That whole thing. Yeah. Uh, especially the end of, of that scene where it just smashes in. From, and you have that yeah. viewpoint from the top. That's yeah. really, really cool. Um, and then, the, you know, they update, you know, certain scenes from the original. Like the, the freezer scene when they run into the freezer. Right. Uh, that was done really cool. I have it fall yeah. on them on the ceiling. Um, yeah. At uh, the theater scene, man. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> that was pretty intense. And it never ended. That's that The theater scene, from the moment it shows up in the projection booth to the second it ends, well, actually, from that, from what it shows up in the projection booth, it's nonstop until the end of the movie. That's right. Um, and it... <laughs> it and unlike the one you were talking about, I actually like the little brother in this movie. Yeah, he's not, it's not a problem. He doesn't bother me in this one. Well, he kind of reminds me of myself, like, loving horror movies and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, going and just checking them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, and what I really enjoyed about this movie is what they did that you would not have expected them to do, I think. Uh, you know, I guess if anybody listening to this hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much of it. But uh, you uh, first off, you have Shawnee Smith's character going out with the jock. Yeah. You know, who you know, and if you think about it, he would have been a Steve McQueen character. Right. Um, and uh, and you you kind of expect that going by the cliches, and he's just totally fucking devoured. He's a second victim. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, her little brother's friend. I was not expecting yeah, that. I know, man. You know? That was awesome. And the thing is, the first time I watched it, I wasn't expecting it. Then I didn't see the movie again for a few years, so I bought it. I watched it again. It still took me by surprise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, man, I can't believe they killed him. But that's that's yeah. so cool that they did. Because it's like so well, taboo, you know? Not that they just... Not just that they killed him, because they could have had him pull him into the water, and then that's it. You know what's happened. But no, he comes back up, and he's fucking dissolving. Right. You know, he's screaming and dissolving, and it's just gross as hell. And speaking of which, that effect was really well done. It was. Uh, uh, both times they did that. That was awesome. Um, I don't know, man. That's That's just a great 80s horror movie, you know? 
Oh man, yeah, it's it's I mean up there with with one of the better ones of the eighties, I think. Yeah, it's, I mean it's definitely one of my favorites because of I don't know, it's just so great all around, and I think uh, trying to find the director's name, uh, uh, Chuck Russell, I think was probably a you know one of the main reasons why this movie was so good. Yeah, I think he did well. Well, Chuck Russell's done all kinds of good shit. But, um, and, uh, oh, I wanted to mention the, uh, the look of the blob is, is really cool too, because it's got like, when, when they get a good, a good look at it, it's, it's got like little veins in it. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. It's just, it's pulsating. Yeah. 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 It's just a, just a great, uh. It's a great look to it. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of negative things to say about this movie. It, I, I really, I want to watch it again right now. Um, oh, I just finished and I, it. And I might, uh, because it's so damn good. Like, Shawnee Smith is great, and her role is like the, I don't know, like the sassy fucking cheerleader or whatever. And, you know, Kevin Dillon, you know, you immediately, he's the, you know, the anti-hero. And, you know, from the get-go, yeah, he, he wants to, to, to ramp his dirt bike over this, uh, you know, run down bridge or whatever that is, he tries to jump. And, you know, you, you kind of expect him to make it, you know? Like, don't, you know, just because just that's that's what movies teach you. You know, yeah. he's a badass. He's going to make it. But, no, his bike fucks up on him, and, you know, it, it fucks his bike up, and he almost, ki- you know, gets killed and everything else. Yeah, it's the just, homeless uh, dude just laughs at him. Yeah. <laughs> and for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it goes against what you would expect. Exactly. You know, it's number one. I think that helps make the movie, uh, I guess, fresh. Right. Uh, uh, because it's not insulting when they do that. They're not, they're not like, shitting all over what came before. They're just doing something different. Uh, well, you know, tipping their hat to the original. Exactly. Exactly. That's. I, I think that's what uh, remakes need to do. Instead of trying to hit the same beats, you know, just do a different movie. But you know, give it a nod. You know, that's all. That's all you got to do. Um, you know, yeah. so many, so many times we've said before on here about what they've done wrong. But I really think this is one of the remakes that, that did it right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, like I said, I was not really a whole lot negative I can say, man. We've got a, we've got a young Erica, Erica Elaniac, I believe is how you say your name. Was a uh, Baywatch Bay once upon a time, but just a few years before this, she had a small role in uh, the film E.T. as uh, one of the girls that, that Elliot had a crush on and kissed in class. I don't know if you remember the frog scene in E.T. No, I haven't seen E.T. in a long time. Well, anyway, uh, she was wait. in the, the the frog scene that he actually kissed at school. And uh, is, she, is she the chick who was in Under Siege? Probably, yeah. She was, she in, was in Playboy. Uh, she was in Playboy, yeah, and she was a uh, Baywatch babe. And wow, she yeah, she was okay. the chick. You remember in this movie when the dude was getting the alcohol drinks out of his trunk? Yeah, and uh, the chick's oh, like her? face got sucked in. Yeah, dude, that was <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, that was nasty. You know, he. Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, that was an assy scene. <laughs> she turns around awesome her face too. just gets just sucked right in, yeah. And he's got his hands on her tits. Oh, he's 
straight trying to date rape that chick. Yeah. He's like, you need another Mai Tai, honey? You go get us a Mai Tai out of my fucking makeshift bartender trunk. Like, we need to talk about that for a minute. What the hell's going on there? That thing, yeah, yeah. This little bar slash meth lab he's got back there. I remember that when I was a kid and thinking that was so cool. I was like, this guy is cool. This dude's a fucking loser, man. He's like date raping these bitches, like getting them drunk as hell and fucking them. But, you know, everything's going all right until, he, you know, her face gets sucked in and he gets eaten by the blob. Yeah. Yeah, never mind how the blob got in there without him knowing. But uh, it's just a cool, cool scene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, how he tricked out his trunk, dude. He spent—you could tell—he spent a while tricking that thing out. Oh man, you know, he had like a, all this shit in it. Didn't it have like a blender and shit in there too. Yeah, it was like yeah, I mean, it was crazy. like he could make like awesome drinks in there. And like he's got like five pounds of rupees. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put some more secret ingredient in this drink for you, honey. Um, it's Rohypanol. Dude, I, I I don't know why I never thought that was her. I guess it's because she had the long hair and stuff. When, you you know, can tell like, in the face. Like yeah. I noticed it when we watched E.T. again. I was like, I know her. I, I think that's who that is. And she was just a young girl. She was like maybe 12 in E.T. or something. You know, whatever age Elliot is, you know, re, you know relatively a uh, young, young teenage girl. And this is yeah. just a few years after that. Dude, I just remember, you know, in Under Siege when she comes out in that cake and pops out and her, her breasts are just I mean they like it's like her breasts climb out first, just so big. <laughs> and they just pull her out of the cake. And Sigal has to fight them for five minutes before they realize they're not enemies. But, uh, you know, another thing she was in was that uh, Bordello of Blood, the, t- the Tales from the Crypt. Oh, okay. She was the, the Corey Feldman sister, but the love interest of Dennis Miller as well. Okay. Hey, it's been years since I've seen that. I think the last time I saw that was with you. Probably. I was a big fan of those. Tales from the Crypt yeah, movies. And Demon Knight. Demon Knight. Yeah. yeah, I like them both. Still a big fan of Demon Knight. I don't really care for Bordello of Blood very much anymore. I don't really like Dennis Miller very much. Yeah, he's he's just a political commentator now, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, man, I don't know what the hell he's up to now. I know the Democrats I've, hate him. Oh, I've, I've seen him on... I guess it was on Fox News or something. Or maybe it was CNN. I can't remember. Something. Um, no, one thing I wanted to bring up that I, I recognized watching that blog remake, it came out in 88. And, uh, you know, Shawnee Smith, like you were saying, you know, she's a cheerleader. She starts off like that. Just just what you expect of a cheerleader in an 80s movie. Right. By the end, she turns into Ellen Ripley. <laughs> you know, you you 
I realized that the last time I watched it, I was like, damn, she's a yeah. badass. I'm like, and then it hit me. It came out two years after Aliens. Oh, so I shit. bet that had something to do with that. I bet it did. You know, uh, that that's just a, a, a different uh, sign of the times as well. You know, back back in the 50s, you never have a strong female lead like that. Like, you know, look at uh, Barbara in uh, The Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can compare her to the remake of that, too. There's, there's huge differences between Barbara and both of those. Yeah, she was almost annoying in the original. Just she was. She was scared to death. It was Ben who was the best one. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll save that for for one of the other uh, yeah. comparisons we do. That's I just thought it was so interesting. Much, that's an easy one to do, because I don't really care for the Tom Savini version myself. But. Uh, uh, I actually really like it. Do you? Uh, I know I'm one of the few that do. I probably need to watch it again. That's another one that, that uh, Twilight Time released, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I won't get it on Blueberry. Well, thanks, Twilight Time, you motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not having anything to do with that shit. Uh, hell, I'd rather they did a made-on-demand pressing like they do for the Warner Archives and stuff. If they would do that on Blu-ray with some interesting special features, give it some care, dude. I, yeah. I, I, that to me will be well worth you know twenty, twenty-five bucks every now and then. Oh, dude, for me, you for, for movies you that forget I about. You can forget about special features if it's by them. Twilight Time, I mean. Oh, they don't even do that? I don't think they do anything. It's bare bones. God. That's, well, that's certainly not worth it. Not for that hassle. Like, all the films doesn't put a lot into theirs either. I mean, the, the only positive thing I can say about all the films, at least you can get their stuff. I mean, at least it's available. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have a problem getting their stuff, and it's not terribly expensive. Yeah. yeah they, they're the ones that re-release, like, the Running Man on Blu-ray. Right. And you could get it on at Best Buy for, like, six or seven bucks. That's fine. I mean, it's no problem at all. Um, I, I think I, they put out uh, Ticks with Alfonso. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one in a long time either. That's a good one. You know what you and I need to do, and this would be another cool side project. It's just a fine direct-to-video mid to late nineties movies that we can only find in rental stores and check them out. Stuff that we did rent and stuff that we didn't. Like Carnival would be one of them. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, something like that. Ticks. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tix even got a Blu-ray release. If it did, it was way out of print. All right. It would surprise me if it got much of anything. But it it got a Blu-ray from uh, Olive Films. They did Tix. They did Night of the Demons 2, I think. 
Which I need to get both of those. I'm big fans of both of those. That's cool. I didn't realize they were doing that because for the longest time they were doing like uh, older films like John Wayne movies and stuff that the bigger companies yeah. weren't putting out. But you, you got to start somewhere. Um, well, this. I mean, I don't like when it's not even sold out yet, and it's on fucking uh, you know eBay for you know three hundred dollars. Yeah, dude. That it's it. It reminds me of a. Uh, it's actually a, a figure company called X Plus. Oh, and yeah. I've got a few there. They're Godzilla figures, which are excellent. But uh, they'll actually open up a window for you to order stuff. This is a Japanese company, but it sounds a lot like what Top, Twilight Time does. They'll open yeah. up the orders, and you have, like, a week to order. Yeah. And after that week, they shut it off. And they only make what was ordered. That's it. If you did not get within that window, and say some of these figures are $80, if you didn't get it within that window, you're fucked. You have to get it on the aftermarket. I saw one tonight that just came out a few months ago. It was around 80 or $90 when it came out. It went for $466 on eBay. Man. That's so, I mean, it's a great investment if you can get in on that, you know. <laughs> so they're not even going to make it unless they've sold it. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, it's all made to order, and wow. uh, and people will buy it uh, just to resell it. You know, a lot of them do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, Mondo. You're familiar with his Mondo posters? Oh, God. Yeah. And I love the way a lot of those look, man. I'd love to have some of those. But, oh, man, it's just a, a, a game that I'm not willing to play. I know. No, I went. I went to a toy store. It was almost like a private toy store in Dallas. Uh-huh. Like you just had to know it was there. You know, I, I looked on the internet, did some research before I went to see a buddy of mine in Houston. I drove up to Dallas and went to this place. And this guy had rented out like a um, an office space. Is what it was. But he had toys in there. It was a toy store for people to come in there. People who had money and. Uh, it was the oddest thing. I'd never seen anything like that. Uh, but uh, he had minor posters in there. You know, he had uh, one for Gremlins and uh, oh, man. Con- Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which is one I really want. The Gremlins one was great, too. Uh, yeah, they were originals. They had frames. And uh, it was just, it was so irritating. I was like, I'll never get those. You know, I'm sure if I ask him, he'll just laugh in my face. Yeah. So many of those are awesome, man. But, like, I'm not, like you said, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. Um, I tried to do it for a few months uh, a couple years ago, and I was able to get one. I was able to get uh, Devil's Backbone, uh, which I'm a big fan of that movie. But uh, I was able to get one, and it's just, it's too difficult for one thing, because the way they do it is they announce it on Twitter when it's open. Mm-hmm. And in order to get one, you basically have to be sitting on their website, hitting refresh, 
until that thing opens up and you got to get them in a hurry. And, you know, just like everything else, as soon as that shit's out, you know, they sell out in like 10 minutes or whatever, they're on fucking eBay, you know, people selling them before they even have them in their hand. Yeah, I bet they go on there and, like, put, like, 50 of them in their cart and just sit there and wait to quit. I don't I don't know that there's a limit uh, on them. I know Twilight Time, there was a limit of, like, five this last time they did Fright Night. But, uh, I don't know, it's bullshit. It's not worth the stress. It's it's not. I mean, unless you're somebody who wants to resell this stuff to make, you know, $100 on each one. Yeah. But it's it's just not, I mean, I get that, but that's not fair at all to the consumer. I mean, yeah, you're making a limited product, but. That just seems like that just seems like a backhanded way to offer it to, to people, you know. Uh, yeah, we're putting it out on Blu-ray, but you know, I, I need a hundred bucks to get it, or you know, you need to be right here right now to do it. Well, it's it's creating uh, fake uh, demand, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. I would have loved to have gotten this uh, blob on Blu-ray. That's something I, I would have upgraded just to see those special effects. Um, but I don't, it doesn't look like that will happen anytime soon. But, you know, and speaking of DVDs, I know we're getting way off on the blog here. Um, I think it's interesting that, you know, Warner and Sony and them have had this made-on-demand DVD thing for a while now. Yeah. And uh, now they're releasing a lot of those on Blu-ray through Screen oh, Factory and Shop Factory. Oh, right, yeah. right. I just picked up Sugar Hill, a 70s exploitation movie on DVD, <clears throat> made on demand, and they just announced it's coming out on Blu-ray. Who's putting it um, out? Shop Factory? I, I think Screen. Oh, uh, they just announced yeah. uh, Land of Time for God as well, which I'll be getting that one. Was that by any chance a uh, an MGM release? Yeah. Yeah, these are all MGMs that they're doing now. <clears throat> yeah, they bought a, a big uh, bunch of those MGM releases, a big, a big catalog of those. That's been the majority of what they've been putting out. Yeah. I'm going to have to break down and get some of them now. Because, uh, you know, this is stuff that MGM put out on the Midnight Movies set. Uh, collection there, which was, I, I love that collection. Some of them are still being put out, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that Scream and Shout are taking care of that and putting them out on Blu-ray. And I know they're not skimping on, on special features. No, and it looks not. Like they're actually putting subtitles on that. Right, I, I think they are. That that bitch fest we did must have uh, gotten the so. message. Uh, like this deaf fucker will not shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, let's just do it. But uh, we'll no, stop I, mispronouncing actors' names. He keeps saying Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that one. 
Um, God damn. But, no, that's the one reason why I give uh, Screen Factory a break, because they actually do put a bunch of special features on there. I do think their titles are still too pricey, but, uh, you know, you, you got to pay for quality. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff they've done recently I'm not happy with, but, you know, overall, I you know, would love to have all their titles, but... They're releasing uh, Ghoulies 1 and 2 uh, double feature for, it's like 16 bucks or something right now on Amazon pre-order. So that's, that's not, not too bad. bad. No, huh. that's not too bad. So that, that's definitely more in the, you know, what I'm going to pay for, you know, a pre-order. You know, I'm not, oh, I I'm not, I can't drop $30 on a, on a title release anymore. I just can't do it. No. Uh, when they do the double features, it's a little better, you know. Yeah. But I just wait for sales. Uh, I, I think right now they might still have them on sale, like Dark Angel. Um, you know, that Dolph Lundgren alien uh, movie. I, I think those are $8 right now. Yeah, that too. Is it Was it Dark Angel or I Come in Peace? Both. I mean, it what was, was Dark Angel? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh it was one here. I think it was I Come in Peace here in America, Dark Angel in Europe or in Britain. Mm-hmm. And they, when they re-released it, they were like, I Come in Peace sounds really fruity. So they um, they went with Dark Angel, I, I guess. Because the first trailer I saw for that, and then Alien constantly repeating in monotone, I Come in Peace. <laughs> It, was, it just got annoying. Well, they're trying um, to say it sounds sexual? I don't know. It just... I, I, I'm not sure. It's the way he says it, though. It's like he just stares you down, like dares you to move. Like he's like slipping his hand in your pants and saying, I come in peace. <laughs> uh, it, it's uncomfortable watching him. But, uh... Yeah. No, that's a good movie. Oh, I enjoy the hell out of it. Because he shoots, like, CDs out of his wrist. It's, like, yeah. literally CDs. Damn. And see, now they need to remake that with a few cassette tapes. <laughs> he would shoot those uh, Sony mini-discs out of his wrist. Oh, shit, yeah. That's um, what I always remembered about Hellraiser 3. Um, it was the CDs. There was like one of the, one of the, uh, oh, what do you call them? Deadites or not? Not deadites, but uh, the uh, Cenobites. Yeah, <laughs> had CDs stuck all in him because that's how he died. What? Well, was he one of the people who died in? I yeah. Peace? Okay. No, 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 no. That, oh. <laughs> I was just saying. I, I I knew that he. That's what I always remembered was the CDs. Like about that movie, just like flying CDs. I always thought that was a cool yeah. way to die. I guess it could happen if you were in like a tornado or something. Yeah. Possibly. Right. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Shout's just going nuts, so with uh, releasing all these movies I'd love to have. All the old amicus 
at, at AIP movies that MGM had. Yeah. And MGM had such an awesome library, like Orion Pictures stuff. Oh, uh, man, yeah. I love a lot of that Orion stuff, too. Yeah, same here. That was always one of my favorite logos to come up before the movie. You know, there's a few. I always loved uh, the New Line logo and the the Orion logo. I mean, knew you're, you knew you were going to be in for some good shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Mac and me. <laughs> yeah. They should have used him as a mascot from then on. <clears throat> kind of like Dude, I wouldn't pictures at E.T. Right. Just yeah, Max just walking through a field of dicks. It would be it would be the kid like rolling down the logo on his wheelchair. He would be. Oh man, <laughs> dude, that would be fucking hilarious! Having him just screaming going down the hill. <laughs> oh man! So instead of like ET and Elliot going up in front of the moon. On a bike, it's just this kid screaming down the hill. <laughs> and Mac just, like, swims. You know, Mac, like, shoves a, uh, a motorboat propeller in his ass. You remember how fast he was swimming <laughs> after the kid? Yeah. Oh, I... <sighs> that, that would be funny if they did it like that. He's like, fuck it. Spielberg wants to put the, the kid on a bike? I'm going to put the motherfucker on a wheelchair. Yeah. And see who's going to love that shit. Get the bleeding hearts all out, you know, for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't spend a good majority of that movie, like, screaming, going down a hill. I think the whole movie was filmed like that. Like, they just put... Sets like his living room set was on the hill, and they just <laughs> rolled him down there through the living room set, screaming his lines. <laughs> I guess they just push him down Mount Everest and film the whole movie like that. I would watch it, dude. You and me both. <laughs> well, we've uh, I think we've gone off topic enough. Yeah, I think we have. Oh, but um. Yeah, if you've got any like recommendations of movies you'd like to see us uh, do this, uh, you know, remake versus original topic on, let us know. Cause we we've got a bunch of ideas, but there's always you know things we haven't thought of. So let us know. And uh, yeah, check us out on uh, Twitter. Check us out on iTunes. Give us recommendations, all that good stuff. And as always, we thank you for listening. Take care. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.